Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Jeremy Kalmanovsky and today we are studying Tractate Eruvin, page Nun Aleph, that is page 51. Today we continue our conversation uh, that we took up from the Mishnah a couple of pages ago about the event of two people traveling just as Shabbat is about to begin and they, they have to declare what location in which they will be marking Shabbat and if you'll remember from that Mishnah, Rabbi Meir proposed that there was a leniency of being able to declare, I, I hereby say my, my Shabbat place is 2,000 Amot away from me, 2,000 cubits away from me. Rabbi Meir says that's a leniency that applies only to poor people. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda says that rich people also can declare my place is in such and such. And today we're going to expand on exactly what each of the two of them mean by that. By the way, in rabbinic texts, keep in mind that rich and poor don't only mean uh, having access absolutely to economic resources. Somebody who is traveling w- without any food at that moment, though back in their town they may have some economic resources, for that moment they are considered poor. And somebody who may not have a lot of money in their, so to speak, bank account, but has enough, has enough uh, food to last them through Shabbat for these purposes is considered rich. So we discussed whether or not, the, the Talmud on our page today discusses whether or not uh, the leniences apply to both rich and to poor. Rabbi Meir says it's a lenience for poor people, but really everybody should, uh, it's a lenience to say my place is in such and such a place, uh, but really everybody should make the Eruv by depositing food in a certain location. Rabbi Yehuda says the essence of the Eruv is to state verbally uh, that you belong where your body is at that moment and the bread is a kind of a legal fiction Uh, and so Rabbi Yehuda the law is said to agree with Rabbi Yehuda that rich people uh, can state just verbally state or as the the Hebrew idiom is to make an eruv with your feet that is to say stress where your body is rich people can only state that my uh, that that I will um, uh, celebrate Shabbat here where my body is and acquire the 2,000 cubit limit from there. Whereas poor people have an additional lenience. They can say, my, uh, my place is 2,000 amot down the road under such and such a tree or beside such and such a wall, as we have been discussing. But that the law is fundamentally like Rabbi Yehuda, that the same rules apply to, to rich and to poor and that the, um, that the, uh, essence of an Eruv is marking where your body is not necessarily depositing food. One of the really surprising parts, there are two really surprising parts of our page today. Uh, one of them is, I, I learned, I did not know until I just studied this page, that in Halakha, 4 equals 5.6. Uh, we've been talking all this time in Shabbat, in Shabbat legislation, that 4 Amot, Four amot is the is the uh, relevant amount of, of distance that one is not supposed to carry. 
Our page, however, says in discussing the 2,000 amot limit that actually 2,000 amot are uh, not in a circle from your body, but they are in a square from your body. And so the diagonal of that square actually is a little bit longer than 2,000 amot. And not only is that true about the Tchum Shabbat, the diagonal is actually the relevant measure for all Shabbat legislations. And so therefore, our page says, and I looked it up, it's, it's the rule brought down in both the Shulchan Aruch and Maimonides, that actually the prohibition on carrying four amot, is, is uh, uh, four, four cubits in the public square, is actually a prohibition on carrying the diagonal of a four by four square, or a 5.6 amot distance. So, you didn't know the rabbis were very good at math. Uh, four amot actually means, the prohibition on carrying four amot actually means that you can't carry 5.6 amot. Finally, the really most interesting thing on the page, which absolutely blows my mind, uh, there's a, on the previous page, on page 50, we were, we learned a b'raita, a Mishnaic era teaching that's not actually in the Mishnah, but from the same era teaching, that said that if two people are walking together as the Shabbat is impending, and one of them has the knowledge of the landscape and can say, our place, our place for Shabbat should be beside, I'm just making this up, beside the, you know, the tree with three branches on the left and the other one doesn't know the landscape, the other, the, the one who doesn't know the landscape can say, I, I'm relying on you and, and I hereby give you the authority to set my Shabbat, uh, Shabbat location based on your knowledge of, of the area. And on page 50, there is no attribution given for that writer. Now, our text here on 51, uh, quotes that same writer and says it in the name of Rabbi Yossi. And then the Talmud, not the, not Rabbi Yossi himself, certainly, but the, the editor of the Talmud goes on and says, uh, that Rabbi Yossi in him, himself did not, in fact, uh, articulate that teaching, but the person on our page attributed it to Rabbi Yossi because he is known to be excellently, uh, logical, and he always has a good reason for whatever he says. That is, the person made up the attribution. It wasn't Rabbi Yossi at all. The person made up the attribution because he thought that that would be uh, more persuasive to those he was listening to, those who were listening to him. In other words, according to uh, the, the Babylonian Talmud on our page, he simply lied. He lied as a little bit of propaganda to make his position more palatable. Now, if you're looking at a traditional Vilna Shas page, on the left margin you'll see that somebody has directed us to uh, to a, a work, a reference work, uh, directed us to, in a reference to the work Magen Abraham, a, co a commentary on the Shulchan Aruch by an 18th century rabbi of Vilna called Rav Avraham Gambiner, who, who actually writes this down as a law, says if you're really, really sure that, uh, that you are accurately reporting the law, you can attribute it falsely to a great famous person because that will make people that will make people believe you more, um, which is rather an incredible, incredible endorsement of rabbinic white lying, so to speak. Uh, even though you know the Torah does say midvar sheker tirchak, keep away, keep far away from any falsehoods. So I, I have to say, I'm rather scandalized by this, by this little white lie business. Now here gets really interesting. Um, as I mentioned on page 50, the text appears with no attribution. 
on page 51, it appears with Rabbi Yossi, and, and the rabbis tell us that Rabbi Yossi is not the true author, but rather somebody made up that attribution to look better. However, when one goes to the Tosefta, which is the collection of non-Mishnaic, uh, the, the, the Brightot, the, the teachings of the Mishnaic era, but that aren't in the Mishnah, there it actually does appear under the name of Rabbi Yossi. And Professor uh, Shaul Lieberman, the great, the great uh, rabbinic scholar of the 20th century, who is the most authoritative commentator on the Tosefta, wonderful, uh, very authoritative work called the Tosefta Kipshuta, he says actually that every manuscript uh, has Rabbi Yossi as the actual author, and therefore he has no explanation for why the Babylonian Talmud introduced this white lie business when there was no need to, because in fact Rabbi Yossi is the actual author, and the thing that needs explaining is not pages 51, uh, the, the attribution to him on page 51. The thing that needs explaining is actually the, the attribution-free version on page 50. Certainly give you something to think about, and uh, if I may say, as a, as a small bit of guidance, I, I, don't like this, I don't like this bit about making up, making up propagandistically a false attribution. All right, thanks for studying today with me, and I look forward to studying tomorrow's page with you. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.